Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow indeed, as most of California is waking up to frigid temperatures this morning. Although no official numbers are in, there has been widespread snowfall across the state. Parts of Los Angeles and Ventura counties are now under a blizzard warning, and for the first time ever, a blizzard warning has also been issued for the San Bernardino Mountains. The snow has wreaked havoc on the roadways, particularly in higher elevations. Caltrans was forced to close a portion of the grapevine this morning due to snow and poor visibility, and in the Santa Cruz Mountains, a portion of Highway 17 was shut down due to downed trees in the roadway. And if you're thinking of heading up to Tahoe, it may not be a great idea because road closures are also affecting traffic in that area. And there's still a lot more snow, rain, and heavy winds to come. UCLA climate scientist Daniel Swain says the final snowfall totals will likely be astonishing, especially in Southern California's mountains. The snowfall in some of the Southern California mountains could exceed three or four feet, not inches, but feet over about a 48-hour period and could locally be as much as six or seven feet on the peaks. There have also been reports of land spouts, which are small tornadoes up and down the coast. Some of the coldest weather is expected to hit California tomorrow, where lows in many places will likely be in the 20s. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
There's widespread agreement that having books in jails and prisons benefits people behind bars. But in Los Angeles County jails, there's no official library system. So a grassroots effort has started to get more books into the hands of the incarcerated. LAist senior criminal justice reporter Emily Elena Dugdale brings us the story. I'm digging through bags and bags of donated books in Amini Sanati's car. She's a former mental health clinician in the jail. She's a great, wow, so much good stuff. During a career that lasted over a decade, Sanati brought in thousands of books to incarcerated people who otherwise wouldn't have much to do. On the door signs, it says they can have either paper or a book, but when you don't have books to give people, it really doesn't make sense, so I would bring books. At one point, she organized mobile bookshelves that went to every floor of Twin Towers. And every time I came back, the books were gone. But when Sanati stopped working for the jail last year, no one really stepped in to keep the project going. I've had people reach out to say there are no more books. We need more books. Are you still going to bring books? Her former employer, the Department of Health Services, told me in a statement that it does not, quote, manage, fund, or oversee the jail libraries. The Sheriff's Department told me it maintains a law library and it has a program for people to donate books. But Sanati said she'd never heard of that until her own efforts blew up. With her help in 2021, the store Skylight Books raised over $11,000 for jail books. Jail staffers and incarcerated people tell me it's a different story now. There's no books or anything that I've seen. That's J.C. Castro. I met him recently outside of the downtown jail lobby right after he was released from a week in Twin Towers. There's like usually nothing to do in there. You're usually just sitting there sleeping. Castro said the few books he saw were scrounged up by one guy who would go around and if he's seen a book, he'd pick it up in case anybody asked for one. Research shows that a lot of incarcerated people haven't finished high school and can't read very well. It also shows that access to books in jail helps build literacy and reduce recidivism. Books also keep things calmer on the inside. The sheriff's department agrees. An official wrote to me that books help with, quote, positive behavior in jail. That's why activists are frustrated that it's now harder to find books behind bars. I think that it's all intentionally done. That's James Nelson with the jail reform nonprofit Dignity and Power Now. Nelson was incarcerated at Men's Central Jail back in the 80s and then spent nearly 30 years in prison. It'd be folks in there that didn't even know how to read. But because of reading stuff in there, you know, guys work with each other and teach people how to read. He still remembers the impactful authors he read while locked up. Jonetta Burris, Blood in My Eyes, George Jackson. It should be a law, you know, where people have access to reading materials. Amani Sanati is doing what she can to get books into cells. What's that? I go with Sanati and her ex-colleague to drop off the car full of books at the jail entrance. Sheriff's deputies appear and help unload boxes onto rolling carts to go inside for inspection. You have more right here. Oh my God. I got a lot. I got a, a lot. Library. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> a whole library. There are a few rules for book donations. No hardcovers, no violence, no porn, no romance novels for the guys. Oh my God, have you read this book? Sonati oh. excitedly pulls out a copy of Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. I haven't read it, but I'm pretty sure it will make it through inspection. This is the end of it. The car is finally emptied. I can close the trunk. Despite Sanati's efforts, there's always a need for more. Since there's no return system for books, people take them when they're released, or the books get lost or tossed out. Sanati texted me a few days later to say she's planning more book drives. 
It's the least I can do, and it's within my reach, she wrote. She just hopes that eventually she won't have to. For the California Report, I'm Emily Elena Dugdale in Los Angeles. Following Emily's reporting, Los Angeles County's Board of Supervisors has decided to take up the books and jails issue next week. And that is the California Report for Friday, February 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Christopher Beal, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Be careful in the rain and snow and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford HealthCare. Alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.